You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Welcome to episode 65 of RGHGH. Wait, no, that's wrong. I mean, episode 65 of PlayStation Unchained. Um, today we've got, sadly, Mike Harridance cannot be with us tonight because he is busy with a friend he hasn't seen for a while. Um, so, But it's okay, it's okay. We've got one of our newest regulars, Neil Bolt, with us today. Hello. How are you doing this weekend? Um, last weekend. By the time oh. this comes out, yeah, on this particular weekend, I'm doing just fine, thank you, Ben. Good, good. How's gaming been treating you? Oh yes, good, good old dying light. It's, uh, taking um, up most of my week this week. That game is really addictive. It is compelling yeah. as. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to your review. Uh, oh, oh yes, soon. Sweet. And we've got Gary with us this week. Hello, Gary. Hello. How are you doing this fine weekend? I'm pretty good, you know, got the day off, got the whole weekend off, gonna relax, play some games. I bet you're gonna play some Final Fantasies while we stream, aren't you? Aren't you, Gary? Am I gonna play Final Fantasy? I don't know. <laughs> That's your thing, Ben, come on. <laughs> and of course... We... Final yeah, face. Yeah. And of course we've got someone that we haven't seen for ages and we've all missed him. I hope he, you know, it's been too long since we've had... Him on the podcast. It's been too long since we actually had a chat, really. Uh, Dane, buy my book. <laughs> I don't sound like a complete chill with that nickname, do I? <laughs> buy his book. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it has been a while. It's called a much-needed vacation from uh, from everything, from life, and just enjoying playing games again without having to review anything or any other obligations uh, well you know sometimes that's you know you, sometimes you don't want to review games sometimes you do want to break well yeah that's that's the hardest part when you do 50 games or just under 50 games in two years they're not all good games and you gotta get away from all the crap and oh, all yes. of that stuff and there are a lot of them yeah there's quite a, a few bad games out there there's a lot of bad games but I've been I've been playing some good stuff recently uh well Good stuff, air quotes, because it was Resident Evil, Resident Evil Revelations, which was great, and Resident Evil 6, which was meh and stuff, but better than than usual. I didn't have to write a book report on them. That's true, but by the way, I'd keep an eye on that Revelations 2, because it seems that Capcom might be charging people to continue. Yeah, Capcom just wants to... Dig themselves a bigger and deeper grave, don't they? Yeah, you don't don't ever charge people real money to continue from where they are. That is just wrong. It's not a bloody yeah. arcade machine. Is yeah, it? it's not an arcade it's, machine. Uh, I mean, this is in the 1980s. The arcades died and such. I mean, although I did hear that it's only an option, but it still sets a bad precedent, well, and yeah, it can get lazy later to on. Just continue from the start of the level. Uh, and uh, unless you're going to play it on Insanity, which I will never, uh, I'll probably <laughs> never die on easy unless I'm incompetent. So I won't ever need to pay for it. 
So, and even if I did die, I'll just be like, okay, I'll start from the start. Uh, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm tempted not to buy it now, but I might. I probably will. I'll break down and buy it. <laughs> I'm just going to wait until the whole thing is out before I buy it. I'm not buying that. Uh, that's stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with Walking Dead and uh, Wolf Among Us and all of that, right? You just wait until the whole thing's out because we... I mean, the game was already yeah, delayed but, once, right? So yeah, but the difference say, the difference with those games is it takes them like two, three months to release the next episode. This one, every week they're releasing the next episode, which oh, pretty much that it's all done. They just decided to do it this way. Well, that's what, uh, that's what I was gonna say. Is like just because they say it's like a week apart doesn't mean that's actually what what's gonna happen. There's something could randomly break down and suddenly we got like be... a month before we get the last chapter yeah psn also you know with the whole it's got to be accepted before it will go on the store yeah if there's a bug it means that's got to be delayed till the next week's store update it's a wonder anything's on the store <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair some of the games <laughs> assassin's creed you need are just one giant bug so yeah it just passed by <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have not played Assassin's Creed Unity, so I wouldn't know about any of these crazy, crazy bugs. I still don't have my damn free game for the season pass. Ah, they're taking their time then. Yeah, I bought, my, I bought the season pass on launch day, and it still says I'm not eligible. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's move on to some news. Some exciting yes. news. Um, I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan, as you can tell from earlier on. Um, and Final Fantasy Type-0 HD video details Lush Collector's Edition. This was written by Michael, we wish he was here, Herodance. Uh, <laughs> he wrote, Square Enix has unboxed a, a new video as an unboxed new video for the Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. This time, focus on previously announced collector's edition of the hotly anticipated GRPG. Uh, the, it comes with a gold steelbook, um, some art cards, a 200-page manga, an art book, a soundtrack, um, and a few other bits as well uh, but it is Square Enix Store exclusive which sucks because they, they, the company they use for distrib distributing the items are the worst ever um, I can't remember the North American price but I do know it's seventy nine ninety nine in Europe and I have pre-ordered it myself in fact Euros or, or pounds? In pounds. So that's like probably 35, 40 bucks. No, that'd be 100 or so bucks. Didn't you say, didn't you say 17? 70. Oh, 70. Oh, yeah. so that's what happens when you don't sleep and it's 5 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you miss your words. Pounds, 99. Um, it, but also, if you pre order it, you'll get the 515 demo as well. But that's not. Exclusive to the Collector Edition, any pre-order copy of Final Fantasy Type Zero will come with a demo. Um, no. Though the demo will not be the same date as the game. That's not confirmed yet. They're trying to get it to yeah. be a part of it, but they don't know for sure one hundred percent if it if it will be. Yeah, I doubt it will be, but I know there will be a code in every one cool. for the demo. It just you won't be able to get the demo until they get a release date. Um, hmm. So Gary, I'll let you chat on this. What do you think of this collector's edition? Would you buy it? I think, 
Um, I would if it wasn't from their store. I don't want to pay probably the ten dollars shipping and handling fee they're gonna charge for it. And they didn't charge me anything for shipping and handling. Oh, that's good. But it, it's next year. It, it's not something I'll pay the extra money for. Quite honestly, the soundtrack I can probably buy from iTunes or Amazon eventually. Like the only thing that looks promising to me is those like tarot looking cards, whatever those are. But other than that, um, I, I don't see anything in there that that I would actually want. Me, it's kind of the gold steel book. Uh, Neil, what what do you think of this collector's edition? Do you think it's worth eighty pounds? Personally, probably not. That that's just I'm so out of the loop with Final Fantasy; it's ridiculous. But um, yeah, it's not even for the demo. I don't think it'd be worth it. But you know, I'm sure it's a lovely, lovely collector's edition. But yeah, <laughs> I had no idea what this is about at all with Final Fantasy Zero. Well, Final Fantasy Type Zero is a PSP port. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> and, and Dane. What what do you think of this collector's edition? Uh I have zero interest in it whatsoever. because uh, it's what you just said it's a PSP port. Yeah. And uh I mean some of the stuff sounds cool, but I got zero interest simply because I my my lust, my love for Final Fantasy <laughs> is not that high. If you put, like, say, Yakuza or Swakoden or a series I would like on it, then you might give me that carrot. It might be a carrot for me, but not for Final Fantasy, unless it's lightning. But there's no lightning with this, so no dice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's go to something that's... I I don't even know this person, so let's go to this bit. Um, Sorry if I've butchered this name to fans of Game of Thrones. I apologize in advance. Um, Macy Williams still keen on the Last of Us role film is in very early stages Game of Thrones star Macy Williams has reiterated her interest in playing Ellie in the upcoming movie adaption of The Last of Us Um, The Last of Us movie is in very early days I've spoken to powerful people who are getting The Last of Us on its feet I'm hoping that I can hopefully I can play Ellie in the future but we'll have to wait and see Um, check psu.com for this article it's a movie game it's a game a movie based on a game so that already means i'm not interested at all so but dane are you interested in this last of us the movie (laughs) uh well i have two comments on that the first one is no because i've not even played the last of us the game so The Last of Us, the movie, has uh, zero interest. Uh, the second part is it's a movie based off of the game, and it's not made in Japan. So automatically, I think it's probably going to suck because uh, they usually suck, the American-made ones. Japanese ones are great. I have no sweet clue why that America cannot make a good a movie based off of a video game, but that- Japan can. Dead or Alive, is Dead or Alive American get movie or not? That's an American movie. Dead or Alive is a good movie. Uh, all it is is a giant movie of fan service. And that is all that the game is. So I love me my Dead or Alive series, but I'm sorry, but that movie's not that good. It's I mean, not when, that Mortal, good, when Mortal Kombat is the best American-made really movie off oh. of a game franchise, you know... Violent Hill. 
Well, Silent Hill was good, too. Yes. Yeah. That was a good one. I stand by what I said. Dead or Alive was a I great stand movie. by it. It was all fan service, which is most of the games. Oh, and geez. fighting. Um, <laughs> but you, if uh, if I actually played the game, I might have more interest, but I have not played the game. So the movie would probably just ruin interest for me because if it's a crappy movie, then it's just going to hurt my opinion of the game because I've not played it yet. Fair enough. Dane, I mean, Gary. <laughs> yes, I'll just repeat myself. There's no I'll problem. Just, I'll, I'll just uh, Gary, what, what, do you, yes. what do you think of The Last of Us, the movie? Um, I have doubts. Um, I think the only redeeming thing that I would give it is it's being written by uh, Neil Druckmann, who wrote the game. So if you get a person who wrote the game writing the movie, then maybe you have a good chance, but other than that, we'll just have to see. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'll judge it by the trailer when that comes out. And Neil, do you have any opinions on Last of Us the movie? Yeah, like, you know, Maisie Williams would be a good choice for Ellie. No doubt about that. She's shown on Game of Thrones. She's that sort of you know, tough, slightly foul-mouthed young character. And yeah, Druckmann being on board is a positive note, as Gary said. Yeah, it's, it's so many times to be stung by video game movies being so duff awful. Um, unless they do what you know, Resident Evil movies did and make where they made the nemesis cry in the second one. Um, I don't think they could make it any worse than that. So there's still hope. And Gary, the last time we judged something by a trailer, we got Dead Island. So just be warned. That's true. <laughs> Well, I, I am looking forward to the Lego set of the movie, and then I'm looking forward to the Lego <laughs> game of the Lego set of the movie. So then we'd have a Lego game of a Lego set of a movie of a game. <laughs> so we're going to get The Last of Us, the Lego version? That'd be amazing, would wouldn't it? There's Lego. a YouTube video of that as well, yeah. where they do The Last of Us in Lego. Uh, go and look it up. That'd be, I might look it up after this podcast, actually. That sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. La, la, Lego of Us. There we go. The Lego of us. <laughs> okay, let's carry on with some Naughty Dog news. Naughty Dog animated doesn't give much hope to a Jackson Daxter revival. Uh, Josh, what's with all these confusing names today? Josh Scherr? Scribble? I'm sorry if I said your name wrong, everyone. Uh, an animator with the sunny own Naughty Dog has poured cold water on any hopes of the studio revesting Cash Bandicoot and Jack and Daxter. Speaking with Game Informer, the name I can't say was Quiz Dipping sure. Mr. Cartoon Esquik but Platform Days. No, I don't because we've got an amazing team of people making some really expensive performances of our current stable of realistic characters. I mean, animating the styled stuff is a lot of fun, but the stories that we're trying to tell are now a little more grounded and a little more grown up than they were back in Jack and Daxter days. I'm going to go have a bit of a cry. <sighs> yeah, um, I'm so, stung. Neil, what's your opinion on this? Well, I'm going to have a bit of a cry. Yeah, well, there you go. Naughty dead a dog to Naughty dog dead to me. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> they're never going to do Jack and Dexter again. That's it. That's it. I don't care about Uncharted anymore. They can, they can stuff their Last of Us. That's it. But yeah, in seriousness, they are you know, bound to move forward and do it a good thing what they got. 
And if I'm completely honest, I didn't really like Jack and Dexter after the first one, so I'm just being a bit melodramatic, I suppose. But yeah, fair enough on them. Still hate them. <laughs> and Dane, what, what do you think? Man, it's just like all the time. I got, I got, just got no opinion. I mean, I've never played a Crash Bandicoot game ever. Uh, and Jack and Daxter, I have never played ever as well. So them saying they're not going to make it, any more games for them has me say meh. Affects me in no way. So lucky sadly, me. I'm not lucky, I'm, okay. lucky me. Yeah, lucky me. I mean, the games I like, just Sega decides they just don't want to make or bring in English, so yeah. I can just quiet about Yakuza Zero Chance. What, what do you mean? And it's such like pointing over pretty much all the Yakuza games over. To... Well, supposedly, but I mean, we just heard that Sega's just going to chop 300 jobs off in San Francisco or somewhere in the U.S. wherever their headquarters are. So who knows what they're going to do? Well, like, I think for Sony's all I kn- actually funding it. So, well, Sony's funding a lot of stuff. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Sony's probably going to buy Sega and Capcom at this rate with the way they're <laughs> shelling out cash for games. <laughs> So I mean, they might as well. I mean, yeah. they might as well. Better than letting them do what they're doing. Soncom. Soncom. Uh, and Gary, what what do you think of this news? Um, I, I am a little sad, but I'm also not um, going to complain about it. I think uh, Jack and Daxter is a game that, in my opinion doesn't really age hasn't really aged well like they released the the deck jack and daxter collection and i played it and to me just wasn't the same as it was when it released back in the day mm-hmm. and in my opinion it's it's it, right now pretty much the platforming genre is really kind of dead at this point but outside of a lot of indie games uh you know, indie developers still making platforms i don't think a triple a Indie title can really succeed in in this market right now, but I, I am sad to see those characters go. Uh, but who knows? Maybe they'll make cameo appearances in other games, like they did in uh, PlayStation All Stars. But other than that, I, I'm not really too depressed that there's not going to be a new Jack and Daxter. So, and it's, it's it's again one of those things where people always want a sequel, but then when they get one, they don't really buy it. Like they yeah. wanted a sequel to Sly. Sly Cooper and they got one and then they didn't buy it. And now there's probably never going to be another Sly Cooper. So, I gave that game a really good review. I got my review copy ridiculously early. I got well, it was about, a great game. I got about four months before the game came out. Wow. Well, it was supposed to come out in December. So they sent me a review copy two weeks before release. And then they pushed it to March. <laughs> so I had it like three, nearly four months. It was I had to play it again before I wrote the review because I knew I'd forget about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like that game was a great game. Like it wasn't done by Sucker Punch, but it was still a fantastic game. And yet, yeah, yeah. We might see more Jack and Daxter than if it's not done. It might not be done by Naughty Dog. Maybe it be done by someone else. I I just see a lot of these games that people want. Like everybody wants Crash Bandicoot, but. I don't see the sales being what people think it's going to be. Nah, I'd never get it with that either. And Crash just 
I don't get it. It was a bit behind the times at the time. And yeah, I just don't really see it being worthy of coming back. Something like that. I think they should. I know this sounds weird, but they should just release a download only title that's like, even with Crash, release a little downloadable game that's, you know, the running from the screen levels. Oh. You know, do well, that yeah. charge about well, three or four yeah. pounds, see how many people actually purchase it. Use that uh, as an interest to work out how, what they should do in the future. What do you mean, like do an endless runner sort of well, game? Not, not do an endless runner, that would be ridiculous. But, you know, just do like, yeah, well, do it like that sort of style, but not actually an endless runner, actually have an yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, you know, that way you can use it to drum up the interest. Yeah, I suppose you could. If enough people buy it, then, then they can use that fact and go, hmm, it seems we've sold half a million copies, maybe we could actually make a game. And not a endless end runner. Anyway, well, um, going by what by what Gary said, I mean, Yakuza Five is going to be exactly one of those games coming out where it's like everyone said they wanted it, and it's coming, and we're going to see if people put their money where their mouth is because exactly. it's like I said earlier, Yakuza zero chance. I mean, if this if Yakuza Five doesn't sell like hotcakes, then we know for a fact Sega is not going to bother or even listen to localizing a Yakuza game ever again. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing that annoys me when I keep hearing about people saying they want games, they want this, they want that. Well, it's, one person says it doesn't mean they're actually going to buy it when it actually comes out at the $60 price. I mean, how many people are going to buy it? And then how many people are going to buy it for $60? Because that's what those companies look for. They don't, they don't want you to say, oh, I'm going to buy it when it's like $5 in a bargain bin. No, they want you to buy it when it's $60, brand freaking new, so they get their big cut out of it. Well, yeah. we shall jump into, I think, this Uncharted 4 news now. Um, Uncharted 4 gets Lush Jungle Screen's official story details. Again, by Michael Harridance, Naughty Dog has unleashed a dazzling new batch of Uncharted 4 Thieves End screenshots for you to gawk at, as well as confirming some of the more finer points of the action adventure storyline, which you can read at psu.com. Make sure you go there and visit and have a look at the gorgeous and beautiful... Sc- oh, I've got hiccups now. Um, gorgeous and beautiful screenshots. Um, I can't wait for this game, I really can't. Uh, when will it release? Will it be November? Will it be this year? Will it be next year? Just take my money... Take my money, Naughty Dog. I forgive you for Jack and Daxter. I forgive you for everything at any time, even in the future, even if it haven't yet. Um, Dane, are you, are you excited for Uncharted 4? Would, you actually, would it be one of the first games you actually buy on your PS4 when you get one? Um, well, yeah, that's, that's kind of an interesting question because I don't have a PS4 yet. So my interest in... Uh, Uncharted 4 is tempered that way. I'm like I'm the worst guest on this show now because <laughs> all of the subjects. I'm like I don't care about this game. I've never played this game. I don't have a PS4. I'm the worst, the worst guest <laughs> on the show. Um, I would be interested in Uncharted 4 if I had a PS4, but I've not finished two yet, so therefore I've not started three. I'm not. I like the characters, I like the game, but I don't like Rock Climbing Simulator, which is what that game basically is. The same as Assassin's Creed. I'm like, I don't want to just climb up walls for 50 minutes in this game. 
Um, so, I mean, bargain bin is is for me what I would do with Uncharted Four. I'll I'll get it the year after. So, uh, Neil, what do you think of Uncharted? 4? Yeah. Yeah, as ever, still looking forward to it, as it's the closest thing we've got to a decent action movie in game form. And it's still looking pretty, it's still looking like lots of lovely jungles, and yeah, there's not much more I can say about it anymore, so uh, just get here already. Yeah, I agree. And and Gary, what do you think of Uncharted 4? Um, I'll, I'm with you guys on the I can't wait to play it, but right now it's not in my top five to play unless it comes out like next month or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I already know it's going to be great, so I don't really have to be hyped up for it like other companies have to hype their games up for me to gain interest. I already know it's going to be a great game. So, so here's I'll, a question take- for you then. Um, what's going to be different with Uncharted 4 compared to 1, 2, and 3? Because they're basically the same game. It's, there's nothing. There's, there's nothing new to the formula. So when you see Uncharted Four, are you going to be annoyed that they've added nothing new and it's basically a carbon copy clone of One, Two, and Three, just with a different story? I'd be happy they haven't changed anything. I'm well. sick of games changing too much between. You know, it's a franchise. I go into it knowing what I'm expecting to like. I like to shoot things, I like the arcade, I like the cinematic experience, I know what I'm buying Uncharted for. I'm not buying it for something revelation, you know, something new, exciting. If I want something new and exciting, I'd buy a new IP or buy a different game. But I buy the game because I enjoy playing what I've been playing. I don't want it to suddenly turn into a first-person military shooter. I think it'll still change a fair bit, because The Last of Us gave them a lot of new things to play with. Know, in terms of how to tell a story and you know, have a serious tone and still have a little light in there. And I just think, and they've got to push the engine you know, to the max last time and they're using the same engine effectively. But yeah, I think they'll make it more open than the previous ones, which were you know, pretty straight down the tunnel in terms of where they went story-wise and cutscene-wise. But yeah, it's a, then you do wonder if they do that Will they just go too far away from this whole cinematic approach they have? Well, they said that the areas will be bigger than Last of mm. Us. Yeah. But they'll still be linear in a way. That's it. Good. It just gives you more options to yeah. do the same way of killing people, I suppose. But, yeah. Well, you don't have to kill everyone, do you? No, no, this is it. I reckon, no, you know, you can't quench Drake's bloodlust, so. By Drake, you mean ours. Yes, <laughs> secretly <laughs> ours. Yes, but the man's a monster. Come on, <laughs> doesn't like clowns. Doesn't like clowns. Doesn't like much of anybody. I think it's like it's got a body count that rivals Schwarzenegger. So, is that a good enough answer for you, Dave? Oh, it's, it's a fine answer for me. That's <laughs> not a problem. Okay, this news is mainly for me, pretty much, because for some reason there's not many Destiny fans anymore. Um, Destiny de- developers confirms fix for heavy ammo bug. Uh, the Destiny's notorious heavy ammo bug is about to be flattened out in a future update, which will be soon. Please be soon. Um, basically, when you die, respawn, or go back to orbit, if you're wearing armor that increases how much heavy ammo you can carry, 
the amount of heavy armor you have, even if you have max, will reset to the the to the um, standard amount. So if say if you, I can carry eight rockets, the standard amount is five. So if I die, I lose three rockets automatically, even if I haven't used them. It's a big glitch and it's been annoying since the game came out, and they're finally fixing it. Uh, any anybody's got any opinions on this, uh, Gary? Um. I'm happy for you, Ben. Yes. <laughs> We're all happy for you, Ben. Yes, everyone is happy for me. Three cheers for Ben. Hip, hip, hurrah. Yes. I did it. I did a said. Yes. I, it, it, well, I will say it's kind of sad that it's a bug that's existed since the launch of the game and they're now finally addressing it. When um, the game come out again? October? September. 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 Oh, even worse. Even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but huzzah, I guess. <laughs> well done for fixing that thing you should have fixed. Well, basically, it was, it was the issue was that the game's coded to recognize the character fir stats first. Yeah. And then the armor when it loads in. So when it loads in, it glitches and doesn't actually recognize all the armor stats. That's what causes the heavy ammo glitch to happen. But it's mm. fixed. Maybe. In the future. Possibly. Soon. Maybe. Kind of. Hopefully. And then what other glitches are going to pop up in that game? The ammo it will sounds just disappear. like the glitch that never ends. Right? Like that old uh, Lamb Chop song. <laughs> I want to call Destiny 2 a new glitch. A new glitch. <laughs> a return of the glitch. Or just make some sort of Star Wars. A phantom glitch. There we go, Phantom Glitch. glitch. That would be appropriate yeah, if they actually managed not to have any glitches. Okay. Let's go on to some Final Fantasy XV news now, which we can all pray for this is true, but there's no way it's going to be true because Square Enix will Square Enix. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy XV developer hopes for sim simultaneous worldwide launch. Square Enix... Um, now this is where I'm going to get slapped. Uh, Hajime Tabata... <laughs> Hajime Tabata? How do you spell it? H-A-J-I-M-E-T-A-B-A-T-A. Hajime. Hajime. And how do you spell the last one? T-A-B-A-T-A. -A -A. Tabata, yeah. Hajime, Hajime Tabata. Tabata. Has spoken of his desire to give Final Fantasy XV a simultaneous worldwide launch. Um, you can read this on PSU.com. Uh, basically, they're trying to hopefully, maybe, possibly release Final Fantasy XV worldwide. At the same time, which <laughs> no, no, they won't. Hell, they'll probably will. They'll go worldwide release for everyone except for Europe because we forgot you again. Um, because Europe is a different world. This is fact from Square Enix. Um, so yeah, Gary, are you excited for this possible? Maybe <laughs> not really going to happen. Final Fifteen worldwide launch. I am excited for it. I also, I, I, unlike you, I do believe they're going to do that. Um, I think the game's been in development so long now that I think they'll have all three versions ready to go. Um, I also think the game is a lot farther along than they're saying it is. I, I, I'll, I'll go as far as to say it's probably around 80, 80 to 85% complete at this point. Um, so I, I do believe they're going to do it. I think it will have a simultaneous launch. Maybe one, one day difference because the game has come out different days in all three territories so well it depends some games like grand theft auto they 
change the date of release. Because, like, uh, America's Tuesday, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Europe is Wednesday, and the UK is Friday. No. But for some games, they do change it if it's a big release. Well, it, it, it'll come out all in the same week. I'll say that. Yeah, I always find it weird that we wait till Friday, but Europe is Wednesday. Damn. <laughs> Reasons. <laughs> um, thank you for that, Gary, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dane, are, are you excited for this possibly similar to 10 years worldwide release of Fantasy 15? Not enough lightning. That's my opinion. <laughs> We've had it's enough, enough lightning. <laughs> no, no, we didn't have enough lightning. Uh, actually, I was joking with my buddy uh, here that he asked me, like, what is it going to take for you to get a PS4? I'm like, uh, well, a special lightning version. That'll get me to buy a PS4 right away. Because I'm playing my PS3 right now with lightning on the cover. So give me a lightning PS4 when Square Enix makes the uh, lightning collection on PS4. Bam, they got a sale. It would be hard to make one anyway, to be honest. You could make one yourself, really. All you need is one of those custom prints, and then you can make your own little plastic tray to the side. You know, when the hard drive slides off. I might do that. But uh, on topic... uh, I think it'd be cool if they were able to do a simultaneous release. I think it's hard for them to do it, um, especially because I don't know how it works in Europe. Like North America is pretty easy. It's just English and English, and they just ignore Mexico for some reason. Uh, but Mexico. Europe – pardon? Because Mexico. Because Mexico, yeah. They, they decided to be the Spanish kid at the table, uh, at the all-English table. Uh, but Europe has like 50 different languages, uh, so they gotta prep things for that, which makes life exceedingly difficult for developers, I'm guessing, because they don't want to just say, here's English, deal with it, Germany, Russia, Spain, and Portugal. Uh, so I think it would be cool. I'm with Gary, like the same, to me, the same week is essentially the same release date. Anyways, because like right now it's 5 a.m. in the morning on a Saturday, on a Sunday for me in Asia, while it is a Saturday for you in uh, Europe. And Gary, what time is it in the U.S.? Uh, right now it's 1:47. In the morning or in the afternoon? Uh, p.m. P.m. Okay, so there we go. So it's even earlier. We so have all the time frames. Of all the time frames. Yes. Ooh, the time frames. So, I mean, you know, because there's naturally going to be that one-day difference because of time zones. So, you know, same week is, is essentially the same thing. Hopefully they do it. I think it would be great. I want to see them get competent. Uh, Neil, is there? are you excited for this worldwide possible release of the <laughs> Final Fantasies? I like the look of it. More than I've in recent years with them, but... Yeah, it's not really high on my list, I'd say. But yeah, I, I think they might actually, for once, do the right thing. Actually get it out when they say they're going to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Got to break with tradition at some point. <laughs> oh. It's PS4. It's uh, PS4 only, right? Not PS3? Yeah, PS4 and Xbox. Yeah. One and PC, I believe. Yeah. Mm. But I think so it's is that... PS4 only in Japan. 
Uh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. But is uh, when the, the simultaneous release, is it going to be on all platforms, PS4, Xbox One, and PC? Correct. Or is it... Okay. Um, and yeah, Europe has to have, I think it's all the languages on the disc. So you've got Spanish, French, German, Russian, Polish. Yeah. Russian? Really? That never happens. You yeah. should buy it. You should buy an EU version, Gary. You can play it in Russian. Yeah, I'm sure Russian is one of the ones we have to have on the disc. Oh, sure. I'll, I'll totally be happy to play the game with Japanese anime like fighting in Russian. <laughs> I mean, that would just be so cool, man. I mean, why not? Do it for Rusev. <laughs> it's, I played all of Metro in Russian, so I'm happy about that. Uh, and while we're talking about things uh let's go to this thing that i don't even know what it is really so let's talk about it uh playstation announces partnership with spotify uh sony has today announced a business partnership with music ser- streaming service spotify which will see the program be available on both ps4 and ps3 um check this news article for all the details there's a lot of details uh you crucially be able to queue up songs in the background whilst playing your game so you can customize experiences to see fit. Fancy listening to some heavy metal whilst traveling traversing the terrain in Karat? Now you can, plus with thirty million songs and over one point five billion you're sure to find something to fit the mood. Um um speaking of this means that PlayStation Unlimited Music Unlimited, sorry, will be shut down on the twenty ninth of March twenty fifteen. Um which is a shame. I never really used it because I really listen to music. Um, but uh, Gary, would would you use this Spotify for your musics? Um, I I I actually would. Yes. Um, I think Music Unlimited was pretty. Well, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't that great. So I'm kind of happy they're going with something more mainstream. Um, but other than that, uh, I'm excited for. It. I don't know if I'll use it on my PlayStation, but I'll probably use it on my phone. So remember, if you use it on your PlayStation, you can play it in the background while you're playing games. Or they can give me, you know, my DLNL support, and I can do that without it. <laughs> but then they <laughs> won't make the monies. I'm just saying, I, I'm kind of tired of having to put in my thumb drive each time I want to listen to my own soundtrack. Yeah, see, that's why I've got my laptop <laughs> next to me. Start overheating. <laughs> Uh, Are you serious, Neil? That's really <laughs> that's really a thing that you sent me? Yeah, that's really a thing. That's okay. crazy. What, what, and for those wondering what I'm talking about, Gary actually went and found one of those Lightning covers for the PS4. And not only is it for the PS4, but it's two for the controllers as well. That's amazing. <laughs> Well, well don't I have to put up or shut up now? <laughs> yeah, you have to deliver. You have to PS4 now. Good work, team. We did it. Well, that wraps up I... change. We did our plan. <laughs> this intervention was good. That's crazy, and yet it looks so awesome as well. I might have to just buy it and save it for when I get a PS4. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay, Dane, as you yes. might be getting a PS4 now, what do you think of this Spotify service? Would you use it to listen to the musics? 
I'll I'll be totally honest. I I have no clue what you're talking about because I was looking at this the link that Neil sent me. So I uh, I don't listen to music on that anyways. I just put it up on YouTube yeah, on same. my computer. So. And Neil, would you use the Spotify even if it's if it? I don't know if it, is it even available in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Take over. Um. Yeah, probably not. I just tend to listen to podcasts on my phone or something while I'm playing certain games, but normally I'm just listening to the game. Like possibly 4GO. Wink, 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 wink. Wink, wink, wink. Yes, <laughs> and, and and such a Steam podcast as PlayStation Unchained. Yes. <laughs> I, I've not heard of that one. That one sounds good. I might have to listen to it sometime. Yes, it's highly recommended. There's some handsome young chaps on there. Uh, but But before we... We need to carry on with this news because we've got so much news to carry, ca- cover, not carry. Maybe we'll carry the news now. We'll carry yes. all the news. Uh, anyway, we'll cover this news. This will be exciting. Uh, the get the line, free lineup, the free games for PlayStation Plus for February 2015. Um, for the PS4, we've got Transistor and some game I'm going to butcher right now, Apupion and Rogue Legacy for PS4, Vita and PS3. For PS3, we've got Thief and... Yakuza 4? Yeah, Yakuza 4. I, I, I've never played a Yakuza game, so I might download that to try it. That is the best Yakuza game that is made. It is freaking awesome. That's all I'm going to say. It's freaking awesome. And it's freaking free. So It's freaking free. No one has an excuse not to play this game and enjoy Yakuza. Um, so, awesome. as you're talking about a little bit, Dane, why don't you carry on with this? This, uh, what you think about this? These three games next month. I think that it's Yakuza Four that's free. That's all that matters. <laughs> the rest is just, it's just you know trash. Nothing but trash. Nothing but garbage. To quote the Macho Man. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you should have heard it earlier. Stream, by the way, uh, podcast, by the way. They were talking about wrestling so much, I was sat here confused. I hear words, I hear them in English, but I don't understand a single one of them. <laughs> a lot of wrestling, man. <laughs> a lot of wrestling. Uh, so, yeah, I must admit, I'm looking forward to that Rogue Legacy. That looks good to me. That's probably Yeah, yeah I'm in for that as well. Rogue Legacy is amazing. Prepare to die a lot. You're going to die a lot. So, yeah. nearly every game I play. <laughs> Then you probably won't even get past the first guy you play. Yes! <laughs> I'll make for a good stream. There you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll stream this live when I download it. It is a great game. And it'll be four hours of me just dying to the first enemy. Everyone think the screen's gone funny. Yeah. All right, so any uh, any opinions on these games, Dane? I mean, well, Everyone Gary. knows what my opinion is. It's <laughs> <Yakuza> <laughs> 4. Buy it. Gary... <laughs> oh, I, oh, I said Rogue Legacy is an amazing game. So the fact that you're getting all three versions, that's amazing. So play that. Uh, Thief, um, I'm kind of disappointed. It's the PS3 version and not the PS4 version. Um, I probably won't be playing it because uh, I still want to play it on PS4 instead. Um, Transistor is an amazing game. Uh, happy that that's coming to PS Plus. Um, at Apitheon. Uh I think that's a brand new game. It's launching yeah. uh, on Tuesday, so we'll see about that one. Um, 
And like Dane said, Yakuza 4 is amazing. Um, I've beaten the first three. I haven't beaten four yet. But I, this is a great chance for people to play Yakuza 4 and then voice their opinions and get five. Buy five after you play four because it's amazing. And the other title, uh, Kick and Phoenix, I have no idea what that is. So The name is very confusing and it confuses me so. I have no idea what game that is, so. Um, and Neil, what what do you think of these games? Yeah, good little selection. I'm glad Transistor's in there and Rogue Legacy. I've been wanting to play a Yakuza game for ages. So I haven't played one since Dead Souls, which was just weird. But yeah, it's a good little lineup. So it's nice to have something good to play on the Vita as well with Rogue Legacy, especially. So yeah, good little lineup again this month. I've ne- I'll admit, I've never played a Yakuza game. So I'll be interested uh, to try it's... it out. It's like the natural progression of Shenmue. Uh, okay, we've got one last news article. Um, Dragon's Dogma Online announced for PS4 and Xbox One with a breathtaking debut trailer, which you can view on this article here on PSU.com. Click on <laughs> PSU.com to view that art trailer. Or go into YouTube's, either way. Uh, Capcom has announced Dragon's Dogma Online for PlayStation 4, PC, and Xbox One. A free-to-play boo, fantasy adventure based in the same universe as its critically acclaimed last-generation RPGs. Uh, check out the debut trailer for the game below on the article that I'm talking about. Uh, sadly, no reports right now on US or Europe versions. Um, but they were trademarked in Europe and North America already, so chances are this is a good sign that we'll get it. Maybe. Kind of. Possibly not. <laughs> Actually, they said that there are no plans currently to release the game in the West. Yeah, I thought so. They, but, you know what? PS4 is, free. PS4 is region free. So... That's true. <laughs> there's nothing stopping me from downloading it. <laughs> and then crying because I can't spend any of the money because it's a foreign currency. <laughs> and cry because you can't read anything in the game. I stab things and dragons die. The end. No, that's what you think, Ben. <laughs> uh, anyway, Gary, are you looking forward to Dragon's Dogma Online, the free-to-play game? Uh, I'm not looking forward to the free-to-play game. Uh, I'll be honest about that. Um, I- I'm glad there's a new Dragon's Dogma. I think Dragon's Dogma was the best new IP the last generation. Um, I love that game. It was a fantastic game, but I also know how hard that game was, and for people who played it, will tell you how hard that game was. So, going free to play, I can't even imagine how much things are going to cost with microtransactions just so you can be able to kill some of these monsters. Um, because for sixty dollars for the full game, it was hard enough. I can't even imagine how it's going to be now. But I think this is the when they announced this game. I think I was the first one to say that Capcom seems like they're like five years behind everybody else. Uh, when it comes to making their games, um, people com- wanted a co-op mode in Dragon's Dogma. I-, I don't see any reason why there shouldn't have been. They didn't give it to you. Uh, they let you use your friends' pawns, their characters, on your team, but they couldn't control them. And I think instead of releasing an actual Dragon's Dogma sequel and giving people co-op, they're going all multiplayer with it. And that, in my opinion, that sucks. Because... Not only have we not had, uh, we haven't even re- they haven't even released um, 
what's that one game that they're releasing? The the free to play one on PS4. Uh, deep down. Yeah, they haven't even released that, and yet here they are announcing another game that's free to play. And to to me, it's just the logic behind it is bad. Uh, we've talked about Capcom's mistakes in the past. I mean, they announced Breath of Fire Six, and it's a mobile game only, which pissed off a lot of people. You Wait, know, why? It, There's a Breath of Fire Six. It's a mobile game only. What? Why? Yeah, in Japan. Why? Exactly. That's what I said. People don't want it. They wanted a real sequel. And I don't know. Capcom just seems, in my opinion, Capcom is making a lot of mistakes. And making it a free-to-play game is a mistake. Uh, why is it a mobile game? Like, seriously. <laughs> like, WTF, Capcom. This is why people call you Crapcom. I mean, it's, yeah, like, I'm totally with you, Gary. Like, Deep Down is already free to play, but we've not seen anything about it in, what, a year and a half since TGS 2013? Uh, and they're going to make Dragon's Dogma free to play as well, which is kind of crazy. And uh, although I will say I, I didn't think that that game was hard because... I guess I was lucky. I had some dude on my friends list who had a super high level pawn. So I was just going through enemies like crazy. Uh, like, oh, you're level 80. That's great. This is making everything totally easy for me. Um, but there's, I, I just don't know why they're still in business. I mean, is the free-to-play market that lucrative that they're just going to make two free-to-play games? And just microtransaction people to death with it, because that sounds like a lot of money to put into into that. And they have no money. <laughs> and so the that they, that's the problem. The fact that they can't even fund Street Fighter Five on their own, they need help, kind of shows you how much trouble they're in. And Street Fighter so, is easily their biggest franchise, and yet if they can't fund it, then I don't. This is why I'm saying, like, probably Sony's just going to buy them straight up at some point. Or Microsoft or Nintendo. Someone, one of the big three, is just going to be like, ah, uh, yeah, you have some sweet IPs that you can't afford to make. Uh, we'll just buy you straight out and take your IPs and make those games. Because, so, I mean, they're just, like you said, Gary, Sony has, is funding Street Fighter, 4, Street Fighter Five. That's kind of ludicrous. It's Street yeah, Fighter. That, that should just fund itself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, some... some um, first, before I say this, uh, Neil, have you got any opinions on this this Dragon's Dogma Online? Uh, yeah, it sounds like a silly move, to be honest. And, yeah, I enjoyed Dragon's Dogma quite a bit. It's, uh, it took me ages to get for it, but... It's one of those games that just appeared at a time where I had so much else to play. But yeah, I just, some of the mechanics in that were just really good. It's like, especially the whole clambering around the enemies and you know, killing them in different ways. It was, I like that about it. But yeah, not really that bothered about this free-to-play version. And here's some breaking news. Well, kind of breaking news. Uh, the information that Square Enix has been teasing a new exclusive PS4 game for the last few weeks. <laughs> called Project Code Z or Z um, and it's finally been revealed 
awesome game. Okay, before we go to reviews, there was a video I saw. I'll give you guys a link after this. Um, on YouTube last night before I went to bed. Um, it's it's a it's a YouTube show called oh, what was it called now? Something like Get Your Glitch or something like that. And I'm bringing this up because I saw this Metal Gear Solid glitch that I've never seen before in my life. Um, there is a point in the game where if you crawl under a vent. This is before you fight all the bosses. It's the first time you get to the jail. Yeah, the, the right. cells. There's a vent near the door. If you crawl under that, pr um, go to first person mode. Uh, you'll probably have to watch the video to know exactly what you do in this. Uh, you look up to the sky in first person mode. And then press back and X at the same time. And you'll skip the entire game and go straight to the bit where you're getting tortured. Huh. This is, this is Metal Gear 1? Yeah, Metal, Metal Gear Solid 1? Why would you want to skip part of that game? That game is all amazing. Yeah. Speed runs. Yeah, speed runs. I just couldn't believe it. I saw <laughs> it. I thought, what the hell? That doesn't count then. It, it, it counts in certain speed runs, yeah. It counts in glitch speed runs. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, you but can it skip all the way feels... to the bit where he's in jail. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to promote it too much, but I'd recommend going to look at that YouTube channel sometime. There's some good, to, like there's like a load of Sonic ones I've been watching. Like you can play certain levels in Sonic Adventure as characters you're not supposed to play as, like Knuckles. You can do the Emerald Coast as Knuckles or Tails. Um, it's pretty good, really. I seriously, I recommend it. Now we'll go straight to um, to the reviews. Now that we've done that, um, the first review is by Timothy Nunes. Atelier Asia Plus, the Alchemist of Dust PS Vita review. Uh, he gave it a 7.0. His final word is, while some of the former issues remain, Atelier Asia still has a charm, feel, and execution to it that deserves another audience. He liked the clean cell shading, the intelligent take on combat, the added bosses. He disliked the inconsistent frame rate, the lack, lacks basic customization, and recycled enemies. I've actually been playing this myself. I do... I do recommend it. It's a good little game. It's the first time I've ever played one of these series, so um, I can't compare it to the other games, but I, I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, Gary, what have you ever played these games before? I have never played those games. I know there's a lot of them out there now, but I haven't played a single one of them. That's the problem I had. I've never played any, so I didn't know where to jump in. But I ended up jumping in with this game. It's a good. It's a good one to start out with, because like I, I before Tim reviewed this one, I was the one who was reviewing reviewing all of the Atelier games. So uh, I'm uh, sadly I didn't play this one, but if it's as good as the uh, PlayStation Three version, I'm it's it's a great starting point. Uh, it's definitely better than whatever the previous one was in the series, which I am drawing a blank for. Uh, crap. So many, you can't even remember their names. <laughs> yeah, there's so many uh, in that line. But, like, Aisha's good, and Eska and Loji is really good. Eska and Loji on the PS3 is the best in the whole series by far. Um uh, but the one before Aisha, I forget what it is. It's kind of so-so, really really bland and really boring. And then the new one's coming out soon. 
Uh, which again, I forget the name. <laughs> there's just so many Atelier games. Yeah, I, I, I heard there's another one this year. Yes, I can't remember. There's, what it was there's two a year, two games a year. Well, this well, one's this... a port, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this one's a port. This is the Vita version, so it's like the plus version with all the extra added new stuff to it, like new bosses, new areas, new weapons, and blah, 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 uh, from they added from the PS3 version. So the other one that's coming out is brand new, not a port. So it's it should be interesting to see what happens with it, what they do with the series. Okay, uh, well, uh, Neil, uh, would you... It's on the Vita, so... Yeah, um, apart from it looking like someone's tried to use up the letters on Scrabble for the title, it's, yeah, I don't really know much about it myself until I'd seen the reviews, but yeah, I tend to like this sort of game more on Vita, it's just the sort of thing I can just play in bed, you know, just for an hour or two, yeah, but yeah, as I said, I've got pretty much no knowledge of this series, so as you say, I'd heard the name so many times before. And now I know why, because there's a million of them. <laughs> well, let's go on to a game that doesn't have a million sequels yet. Joe Danger 2, the movie. Um, I didn't even know there was a movie, but I guess that's just the name of the game. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's uh, Neil Bolt gave it 9, 9.0. I don't know who Neil Bolt is, but he seems like a fine, good reviewer. Uh, the Terrible. final word is, uh, Joe Danger 2 was already a highly charming, addictive, and enjoyable title on PS3, and much like its presence, it finds its true home on the Vita. It contains more than enough variety and challenges for those willing to give it a shot. Uh, vibrant design radiates charm, a platforming trick attack with fair challenge, keeps a simple concept fresh throughout, busy, uh, we dislike, the busy screens can occasionally cause unfilled penalties, short of you just rush through, um, if cartoon visuals aren't your bag. It may not appeal to you if it's not your bag, baby. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, I was so, reaching at that point. <laughs> uh, Neil Bolt, what what do you think of this guy's review? Ah, oh, this upstanding young fellow has made some good points, I'd say. It's, uh, it's... <laughs> Way to ruin that now. <laughs> but yeah, it's <laughs> it's a good game. It really is. I just I had a soft spot for the Joe Danger game for ages, so when this came up, for review on Vita, I was like, oh, definitely got out of that. Because the first one on Vita is also just really great fun. It just suits Vita better, I think. Because it's just, each level is just like a few minutes at a time. Just, but there's so much to each level as well. Because, you know, what you want to be doing is getting a perfect run through at the fastest time, doing all the trick bits, getting all the collectibles. And that's really, really hard most of the time. But it's just so compelling to do. And... Despite this, you know, charming, cheery, cutesy facade it's got on the top of it, it is brutal underneath when it wants to be. And that's what I love about it. It's just, it feels properly old school. It's more like a platformer than a trick attack game in a lot of ways. But you're riding on a bike or a pair of skis or a jetpack or something like that in this one. Yeah, it's good. And it's uh, Hello Games, of course, who now moving on to doing No Man's Sky. And to think they're going from that to that is immense, but yeah, they, I think they've got the chops to be doing stuff like that. So, yeah, good. Gary, have you ever played a Joe Danger game? I have played a Joe Danger game. I played uh, the first one. I played a little bit of the second one. Uh, the first one I had way too much fun with. Uh, I kept competing with my best friend, 
Uh, at one point, yes. uh, him and I were number one and number two uh, on the leaderboards for a while. We found this exploit <laughs> where you can just kind of wee-wee uh, back and forth in one spot and just gain points like crazy. <laughs> and you complained about the Metal Gear Solid skipping the game glitch. We weren't skipping. We were just, we were just number one and number two. We were uh, just but, exploiting. Yeah. Hey, we're getting points for it. So. <laughs> But no, they're fun games. Like like Neil said, they, they can be really challenging if you want them to be, or they can be really fun if you just want to play for mm. fun. So, just depends on on what you're looking to do in the game. And Dane, I've not played a single Joe Danger game at all. Not my type. Not my type of game. So, That's I'm glad that back. other people enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, you know me. I'm Mr. RPG. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to go on to Saints Row 4 re-elected review uh, Worthy of a second term um, This was done by Can't quite read the name <laughs> Neil Bolt, I think it says Oh, that guy again Yeah, he's, he's back again I better warn my friends uh, The final word, he, he gave an 8.0 uh, Saints 4 re-elected is a bumper bundle of joy Whichever way you want to cut it Anyone in possession of a last-gen copy Need not upgrade though as there's no significant upgrade in technical terms to warrant a repurch on these grounds. For those new to it, you're in for a treat. Uh, we like the bunker story, the wonderful chaotic gameplay options, the plenty of content for your cash. Uh, no- we dislike the nothing worth upgrading to current gen for the reuse as much of Saints Road the Third's assets, and the game world stuff is this dull. Uh, Dane. Yes. Do you like the Saints Row? I do like the Saints Row. I like it better than GTA. Good for you. Uh, Same here. Yeah, good for me. Uh, um, no, I I'm glad to hear that Neil said that uh, I don't need to upgrade because I bought the 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 game the fourth game on the PS3 really cheap. I think it was like ten bucks. So I'm glad I don't need to go get it on the PS4. And Gary. What what do you think of the Saints Row Four re-elected? Uh, I I enjoyed Saints Row Four on on my PS3. Uh, I said when they announced it, I have no reason to rebuy it. Um, I I, I preferred three. I think three is the best uh, Saints Row game in my opinion. But yeah. four was, four was still fun. But uh, like like Dane just said, uh, and Neil said, if you had you bought it on PS3, no reason to get it on PS4. And some guy called Neil, what do you think of this? <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, nothing changes the fact that it is you know, a great fun game. You know, it's just and it's silly as hell, and still has his little smart moments in there, even with that. But it's just after, you know, Saints Row the Third was sort of the perfect balance between you know being ridiculous and still sort of grounding itself somewhat. As a good game, and yeah, I, was, I did an article, I think last week, just saying you know, should the series just sort of come back and tone it down a little, to try, if they're going to reboot it and not be this nonsense fest that it is now? Because as I said in the article, it's like where do you go from here? It's like you're, you're going to have time traveling saints on to, on top of a mecha dinosaurs or something. Oh my week. god, I want that. Yeah, see, this is it. It's like if they do that next, I'm suing clearly. But yeah. so, <laughs> I mean, 
There should be frogs that shoot lasers from their eyes. <laughs> yeah, see, I think the problem with 4 is because you had all these superpowers, mm. like 90% of the stuff you used to do in 2 and 3 became pointless to do. Like, yeah, I had no nice. reason to get in a car. I had no reason to fly because I get there faster by jumping and running. Yeah, you know? that's it. So, uh, if they do the whole time travel thing, I think that'd be awesome. Go to like a Western setting, ride horses, go to the future, ride dinosaurs, robotic dinosaurs. So Robo dinosaurs on the Norm Normandy landings, I said. Oh my god. <laughs> and then it'll all be done by aliens. Of course, yeah. Alien dogs. Alien <laughs> dogs. <laughs> um, okay, so, oh, by the way, you know the sad thing though? I ended up buying two copies of that game. Um, oh, yeah. I bought myself it, and my mate wanted it as well, um, but he couldn't afford it, so I ended up buying him a copy. So for my birthday, I ended up buying him a copy of Saints Row, and him tickets to see Jimmy Carr in November. So I'm <laughs> starting to think my birthday wasn't real, and I it was his birthday. Maybe, uh... <laughs> ben, I can't afford an Xbox One. Um... <laughs> You know, I've been waiting to play a PS4 for a while, so... <laughs> I think my Vita might be conking out as well. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, let's go on to this next review. Uh, oh, look, right. it's Saints Row again. What a surprise. <laughs> Saints Row, get out of hell. And this review will be gone by the morning comes. That's for certain. Not really. Hey. It'll still be here. Um, this one was written by Bolt Neal. Oh, yeah, not for a change. Yeah, I, this is, must be a new writer. <laughs> um, uh, one second, just got to wait for it. There we go. He gave it a 7.5. He said, The Gat of Hell applies a dope, or her, who knows. Uh, Gav Neil applies a. Gav. <laughs> Gav <laughs> Hell applies a dose of F freshener to master musty smell emitting from the more traditional aspect of Saints Row formula. Delivers a fun, if overly familiar, sides of its chaos ridden gameplay. Uh, we like the memorable characters returned or introduced, and highly enjoyable sandbox in a fresh game world, a uh, good value expansion. We decide the more of the same underneath may not be for everyone. The lack of decent, uh, well, any soundtrack. Um, hell is missing some soul, which is ironic, because yes. hell will probably be full of souls. Exactly. Um, uh, I think we'll go with Bolt, I mean Neil, to do this talk. Bolt Neil. What do you think? of this review. Yeah, so in the way, same way that Saints Row 4 just feels like you know, an expansion pack for free in a way, in a lot of ways. This just feels like another one on top of that. Uh, it's a lot of the same problems that are still there, that you know, cars are useless, but they're there as ever. And you know, the, the flying in that game, it's uh, much better because you get given like angel wings at the beginning. And so it just... Diving and swooping with those wings is just pretty cool. It's a nice new mechanic for that. And, yeah, it's a nice change of pace to have a different game world for once. I mean, you know, had Steelport, two games running. But it's not, again, the same problem as I said that the old ones suffer from. It's that their game worlds just don't have any personality to them because they rely so much on what the character can do. They sort of leave that in the background. That's why it's like, it is the polar opposite to GTA at this point where Everything GTA does, it does the exact opposite and runs with it. Yeah, it's not a bad little expansion, though. It's, like, it's quite funny in places still, and 
uh, yeah, the mission structure is weird because it is literally all the side missions all throughout the game. Even the main missions are just a collection of the side missions. And then you can finish it very, very quickly if you try. I think it's about four or five hours total. But yeah, for what it is, it's not bad. Also, remember, it's not full price either. You can buy it separately. No, that's it. Yeah. For I think it's £15. I think, yeah, you can yeah. probably get it cheaper than that still. Yeah, no, that's just the download, I think. You, yeah. I think you buy it retail, you have to buy it with Saints Row. Yeah, I think it's about £30, £35. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Gary, would you buy a Gow of Hell? Um, probably not right now. Uh, maybe when it's cheaper. I'm, it's probably going to be free on PS Plus at one point, too. Yeah. But uh, right now, I, I don't see a reason to buy it. It doesn't really add much to to the storyline of the whole of Saints Row, I guess, in my uh, from what I can tell. It does um, one just, thing. Yeah, it carries yeah. on from the end of Saints Row 4. Yeah. Oh, does it? Oh. Yeah. Uh, and it, one of the ending choices does sort of hint at what they could do beyond that. But, yeah, it's other than that, the middle bit is pretty much nothing to do with it. Yeah, so, yeah, and then, to me, there's just no reason to, to pay that price for it right now. Just seems like a, it's a standalone expansion, right? Yeah. Well, you yes. can buy it with the remaster as well. Okay. But I don't need to have Saints Row 4 on PS4 to play this game. No, you don't need it. No. That's a plus. And Dane, would you buy Saints, 4, Saints Row 4 Get Out of Hell? Well, I mean, I have a cameo in that game, so I think I should at some point. <laughs> Ooh, you should. I should, right? Neil, did you enjoy having me in the game? Well, Mr. Vogel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny because I was visiting my buddy for a few days and he bought it on a computer on PC. He got it on a sweet deal. It, was, it only cost him $5. <laughs> and I'm just playing. I'm on my computer, my laptop playing something else. And then suddenly I hear my name and I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm in this game. <laughs> um, but I mean, it looked fun. It looked interesting. Uh, name cameo aside, uh, I'd probably get it when it's cheap because uh, I do like Saints Row. Uh, although there's a very good chance that this is more likely to go for free on PS Plus. Uh, so I'll just probably wait for that. My backlog is too big anyways and I still need to beat Saints Row 3 and I need to beat Saints Row 4. Uh, and, but I did like, I did like the random wrestling cameo maneuver at the end of, uh, of Get Out of Hell, because I guess for me, the other problem is I saw my friend play it the entire time. It took him yeah. six hours to beat the game on the hardest difficulty. So, uh, I kind of basically know what's going on. So I've already seen it. So yeah. kind of ruins a bit of it. Yeah. It's just, uh, what redoing saves to see what the other endings are so because there's multiple endings apparently i think there's only uh, two it's, though so it's, uh, it's not a great computer thing. computer there's five yeah yeah there's I five know. i mean i could give spoilers but i i don't want the hate <laughs> mail so no spoilers i haven't finished it yet okay so no spoilers uh okay um oh though if you did pre-order it in the uk you did get a cool little pre-order bonus if you pre-ordered Saints Row, you got a Ouija board. Free. An actual Ouija board. Actual That's Ouija. always a good thing to mess with. <laughs> That's an amazing thing to just mess with. Yeah. 
<laughs> Did you enjoy watching them go into hell? Hey, you can go too. <laughs> free to anyone who free orders. But they had to, I can't remember what they had to change it to. Oh, it's Ouija board. Yeah. Because for some reason, Hasbro owns the rights to Ouija. Why they would own that, I don't know, but they do. It's iconic. I mean, magic cards, there you go. Yeah, I yeah. guess, but still. Why would you want to? Just saying. So yeah, if you pre-ordered it, it was a free pre-order bonus to anyone who purchased it in the UK. Uh, but while we're on subject of horror and apocalypses and my soul being removed by a Ouija board, let's go to Resident Evil HD Remaster, because that is a perfect re- perfect transition. Uh, this was reviewed by Michael Harridans. Uh He's a big, as we all know, a big Resident Evil fan. Well, huge fan. Uh, and his final word was he, uh, Resident Evil HD, oh, sorry, 9.0 he gave it. Uh, Resident Evil HD is a stunning reincarnation of one of the survival horror's all-time classes. While some aspects may appear outdated, Capcom Zombie Killer is one of the toughest, most rewarding adventure games you'll play, and the HD makeup assures it looks better than ever's. Uh, we like the gorgeous visuals and amazing atmosphere. The new control scheme is ace. Uh, satisfies an old-school gameplay generally creepy, and we dislike the do- few dodgy background textures and the door-loading sequencing seem feel unnecessary. For those who don't want to play with a new control scheme, though, there is a way to play with the old tank controls if you prefer those. Um, and also, Mike didn't say this from a review, but do not play it in the widescreen mode, because if you, don't, if you do, you'll lose some of the details that were in the, in the game because they don't fit on the screen. For some reason, um, as you're a huge Resident Evil fan, I know this, Dane. What mm-hmm. do you think of? Would you buy this? Well, uh, at the start of this show, I said I was probably the worst guest on because uh, none of the stuff I cared about. But now at the end, it seems that at my friend's place, I seem to play all of the games that we've been <laughs> talking about. What a twist! So, what a twist! Yeah, what a twist! <laughs> um so he my my friend downloaded it and uh I we were going to try to beat that game cuz I've never played the remake ever I've like seen the start being played on the GameCube at a friend's place but I've never actually ever played it and he hasn't ever played the remake he's never actually even played the original cuz he never had a PlayStation uh, so we were just going to take turns, and I'm like, okay, cool, and I started, and I did Jill's campaign. Uh, what I liked was, at least on the computer, I don't know about the consoles, you got a couple different costumes at the start. You had the BSIA costumes to start out with, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, but then after an hour and a half into the game, we just uninstalled it because it was utter crap uh, to me. And my friend who was watching it, it was a very painful watch for him because we got tired of all the tediousness of going back and forth and back and forth, uh, having to, to store everything and needing to get use up inventory space to light people on fire, especially when in the manual it says, oh, you need to light them on fire or you know, smash their skulls to keep them from turning into crimson heads. Which then makes you think, why can't I just put a boot in their face 50 times because they're, they're dead and just end it that way? Um, video game logic. Because video reasons. logic. Yeah, because reasons. So um, I didn't like how they changed the game 
like they changed the mansion scheme and they changed a ton of things around. Uh, I thought that was unnecessary and added a lot of tediousness to it. Some people will disagree with me. Uh, and I know for a fact a lot of people disagree with me on this, but I thought the voice acting was crappier than the original. Uh, I enjoyed the original's version a whole lot better, especially the opening movie. I thought a lot of the luster of the game was ruined because they went with the new age 3D graphics and cinemas rather than just keeping the original uh, live action movie. Uh, so I felt that I would rather just play the original on the PS1 100 times out of 100 over the remake, whether it's the GameCube version or this, this newer one. Did you notice his gun kept changing in that intro? I did not notice that at all. He, he I, had a shotgun, then a pistol, then an SMG, then a shotgun, then an SMG, wait, then an assault rifle, then a pistol. Who are you talking about? You're just pulling my leg now. No, you know, in the, cut, the original first cutscene, when he started the game up. Who though, Chris? I can't remember the name, I think it was Chris. In the cutscene, you see him swipping, swapping. Every time it changes to him, he's got like a different weapon. We were take me and my mate were playing him. We we're taking the piss out of the fact that every time it kept switching over to him, we could see something new. In yeah. the, in the remake. Yeah, in the remake. I didn't notice that. Yeah, we were just joking about the fact that he couldn't. Yeah, and then we start load the game up, and he's got nothing. Like, where where are all these weapons gone? Oh, well, it must have been Chris's then. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'd recommend looking up on YouTube. It was weird. Sounds weird, but I mean, it just adds more to the fact that I don't like the remake whatsoever. And I'm sure, do do my two learned colleagues uh, are going to debate me on this? <laughs> uh, Neil, you're a fan of Resident Evil, aren't you? I am. Yes, I was. I should say more than likely. <laughs> I can. <laughs> um, yeah, I did play the GameCube version back when the GameCube was about. I convinced my brother to buy a GameCube so that I could play it. Um, yeah, and I loved, I loved it at the time, and I still look forward to playing it again. It just some of the stuff they added later on into the game, like the Neptune shark bit, was just uh, really cool differences to it. I don't know, maybe it's different for me because I really got into the Resident Evil series with two. Uh, one I didn't really care for as much at the time, so I think I played it for like an hour and then I took it back to the shop for because it was a rental. There. So, yeah, I still think it'll be a cool game to play again. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, the walking back and forth thing is something that's uh, not going to go down well with a lot of newer gamers, I think. And, Gary, would you buy this Resident Evil Hasty Remake Remaster Report redone? <laughs> well, I already bought it, um, and I, I love it. Um, I have no problem with the whole going back and doing stuff. Uh that's how it was back then, so I don't yeah. see why they should have changed it. Um, I think it's great. Uh, I, I think graphically it's one of the best looking games to this day still. Uh, even when it came out on the GameCube, I think graphically it's yeah. still one of the best looking games. Um, and it kind of just shows that maybe pre-rendered backgrounds should kind of make a comeback because they look so good. But... um. But yeah, like, I, I kind of agree with, with Dane on the point of I hate the Crimson Heads myself. I don't think they ever should have been in the game because if you don't blow off their head or set them on fire, they just come back to life as Crimson Heads. And then they take like six shotgun shells from point blank range to kill, which just pisses me off. 
But other than that, you know, I still enjoyed it. You know, I I, I beat the game with both Chris and Joe already. Um, I still think it's a lot of fun. So, see, I I I have no problem with some of the going back and forth, uh, like because I, I I said I enjoyed the first game. It's just by adding in that crimson head factor and by changing the whole manner of the game completely it just made it so much longer in a bad way like why do i have to spend this extra eight minutes going back and forth trying to light these bodies on fire when you know in the original it wasn't there and it was perfectly fine it didn't need to be changed or why did they have to add in this whole new section of the game like that was never there before um and such, it just made it. It just bloated the game to me, and that, in, in my opinion. I see you and I probably play Resident Evil differently. See, I I pretty much avoid every enemy that I can. <laughs> uh, all I do is I shoot them in the kneecaps to take them down, and I just run around them. I I pretty much didn't kill anybody in the first playthrough, except like the hunters. I had to kill those. But yeah, no, that that's how I've always played Resident Evil up until five came out, where I just massacred everything I saw. Because it was so easy, but even in three three to one, I never, I never, I pretty much avoided almost all combat as much as I could, so I can conserve ammo for the big boss fights. Oh, I just killed everything. Lots of <laughs> ammo. There's lots of ammo for the boss I, fights. I will say this: that game probably has the hardest platinum trophy I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> you have to go through the game with using only the knife. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's that. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And then you have to beat the game on uh, survival invisible mode, where if you don't know what that is, pretty much uh, if you beat the game on survival mode, you unlock uh, survival invisible, which makes all the enemies in the game invisible, so you can't see them at all. Wow, <laughs> uh, including Nemesis. No, I mean not Nemesis, Nemesis Tyrant. Yeah, all of them are all invisible. That's just great. Imagine <laughs> if they added the other one. You have to beat uh, invisible survival mode with only the knife. That's uh, what I said. Uh, that would that would be the uh, the hardcore of hardcore. That'd be the ECW of trophies. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a video showing of some people beating it with only the knife. I watching them fight the tyrant, and it takes them like half an hour just to kill that guy with a knife. It's just horrible, man. <laughs> How do they even survive like without dying from it? I have no idea. Like, if that game had like that dodge function that Resident Evil Three had, if you remember that, Joe would dodge sometimes, yeah. or if you with the right yeah. uh, timing of the button. But that this game doesn't have it, so I have no idea how they did it. Like, I, from what I watched, it just ran around in circles, like hit and run tactics, pretty much. And but yeah, it was just ridiculous. Well, while we're talking about remasters, um, we've got to go to a new remaster of an old game that came out a long time ago on the PCs. It was called The Grim Fandango. On, but it was reviewed by Simon Sayers. Man, <laughs> I feel bad for him after this review. Uh, the final word, oh, I actually gave it a 6.0. Uh, it's clear to see Grim Fandango was a great game in its day with superb characteristics and humour shining through. Getting through its logic-defined puzzles, though it's like staying in hell for a few days. Uh, we like the humorous script and strong voice acting. We like the great, likable characters, the insightful and funny developer commentary. 
with this like many plots add uh, along too slowly. I don't think that's a sentence, Stephen. Many plots along too slowly. Oh, unless other than that, the character. Uh, logic defying puzzle causes frustration and feels dated, and the 4.3 aspect ratio doesn't help. Just a quick thing you can play Resident Manny, Evil in tank mode. Sorry, way. Manny is his name. Yeah, Manny, I just realised that. I just thought, <laughs> I thought he was going to say many plots. Move on too slowly, they realise no, that's just, that's the character's name, yeah. Manny. Um, yeah. So, Gary, have you purchased this yet? I have not purchased this. I purchased it a long time ago when it came out. I absolutely love Grim Fandango. I think it's to to this day, I think it's the best adventure game, uh, point and click adventure game. I could say it's not really a point and click game, but uh, to, I I love the original Grim Fandango. Um, I, to this day, I remember most of the puzzles for it, too. But I'm kind of sad to see the score from Simon. But uh, I, I can see why he would be frustrated with it. Because the, the puzzles, like most puzzles back in that time, they really didn't give you any hints. They're just like, figure it out. And you had to go and figure it out. Hashtag deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Also, though, remember, if you want all the trophies, you have to beat it in tank control modes. Oh, the joy. Because there's a gold trophy saying that Tim forced us to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Tim shit. But I, I love the original Grand Fandango. I'm, I also think this game will be free on PS Plus eventually. But I, I, if it's not, I do plan on buying it at some point. Because I love that game. Uh, Dane, would you purchase mm-hmm. the Grim Fandango's? Uh, no, because I have no sweet clue what it's even about. And it's a hearing what pe- detective game. Yeah, see, I love me my detective-y stuff, but hearing what uh, Simon and Gary is talking about, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, I prefer the more, how you would say it, uh, L.A. Noir style detective games than the point-and-clicky type that just has you shake your head for 30 minutes wondering, what am I doing? And then just look up it on GameFAQs. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. And, Neil, would you purchase this Grim Fandangos? I might down the line. I enjoyed it quite a bit back in the day as well. It's, like, it's still one of the funniest games ever, I think, as well. It's just humor is so on point in that thing, and uh, it pretty much defines what you know, Tim Schafer games are like and are about in that respect. But yeah, it's you know, they've not really remastered so well as much as sort of touched the graphics up slightly while I look at it. And so yeah, I'll probably wait till it's either cheap or on Plus to play again or find it on PC if possible. But yeah. Okay, our last review for the week is Life is Strange, Episode 1, PS4 Review, Chrysalis? Chrysalis? Chrysalis. Chrysalis, yes, I said it right. (laughs) This one was done by Michael Harridans, by the way. Um, The final word, oh, we gave it 8.5. Life is Strange, Episode 1, Chrysalis is a joyous, scribbling adventure that has laid down a strong foundation for the rest of the series. Its time-travelling mechanic is a great spin on traditional narrative, choice how you get video games of similar fashion. Is backed up by brilliant characterization and superb storytelling. It may not be perfect, but there's no way you'll want to miss out on Max's adventure. 
we like the brilliant storyline, the ability to rewind time puts a great spin on the decision making and rewards great replay value and we like the soundtrack. Uh, we just like the s some messy visuals could have done with a few more puzzle sequences and some characters don't take, have much time to shine. Uh, by the way, Dane, this has a platinum trophy. Ooh, that <laughs> sounds wonderful. It's like Walking Dead, but it has a bit more challenge in the trophies than just beat the episodes. Oh, that's no fun. I just, want an easy and I just want an easy and cheap trophy. Well, this is these are easy and cheap, but it, it involves a little bit more. Basically, the trophies involve you looking around to take photos. There's ten photos in each episode, and you can replay the areas with the photos in anyway. Oh, that's be in no the problem, chapters. man. Uh, that just means i got to read a guide when I do it, but ten is not a problem compared yeah. to some of the insanity that is Assassin's Creed 2 and their stupid feathers. I oh, uh, see so these are literally, like, I, I found five of them on my first playthrough. So they're not hard to find at all. And it comes up with a big square button saying, take photo. Oh, that sounds super easy. easy. Yeah. I'll just I'll just wait until all the episodes are done. Um, then bam. But anyway, would you like the do you like the sound of this game? It's about uh, a school a school te a school girl that learns the path that she can t rewind time. I mean, I like the fact that it's an episodic game and it's is it a point and click game. No. Well, it no. Uh, it kind of is, I guess. It's kind of like those, like Walking Dead, really. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds cool. The, the As long as the story is solid, then I would probably have fun playing it because uh, those episodic games are all, you need a good story or else you're, you're lost after the first episode. Um, so I think once the whole game is out completely, all the episodes, I'll probably pick it up at some point. Well, I want to say this. I've never played Walking Dead. I've never played Game of Thrones. I've never played any of those, really. They didn't interest me at all. I went to an event with Square Enix last year down in London. It was a private event at a pub. I watched them play the game and I really enjoyed it. So as soon as I found out the release date, I bought it straight away. I don't normally buy these games. I normally, even if I'm going to buy it, I went until it's cheap. I never buy these games. And I bought this straight away. That's that's how good I think it is. Uh, Gary, would you purchase this game? I will purchase this game once all five episodes are out good, and good. it's bundled together. Yeah, that's. I don't like buying them individually because then I have to wait who knows how long until I play the second one. Episode and by two that is time, March. Well, by that time, I probably would forget what happened in the stories, and I have to replay it again. And. Uh, yeah, I'll just wait until they're all out, kind of like I did with Walking Dead and Walking Dead Season 2. Um, I, don't, I don't like buying them individually. I'll do the same thing with Resident Evil Revelations 2. I'll just wait until they're all out and buy it in the bundle. And uh, Neil, would you purchase this game? Oh, yes, absolutely. Good, so, good. Not only because it's a really cool little concept and I'm a sucker for episodic games, but the fact that it's Don't Nod, who did remember me and... I love that game. It is just because their ideas were really good there because they sort of experiment with the idea of rewinding time in that with the uh, memory mixing. So it, that was, and yeah, so they had some cool mechanics. And yeah, it's just, I think I've seen it described as being like an indie movie, uh, Life is Strange. But, 
and uh, uh, I streamed this today actually on Twitch, and I will be streaming it again in the future. Uh, basically, what I did was while I was streaming it, every time there was a big important choice, I would wait and let the chat respond on how what they would like to be picked. <laughs> That's um, good. Then the most yeah, most people picking the same one, so I picked that one. So, is there no time uh, that you have to pick? Like in Walking Dead, you have like a certain time to make a decision. No, Do they no time limit. You can just wait as long as you want. Oh, that sucks. Doesn't put you on the spot right away. Well, no, that's good. I hate, I hate Walking Dead for that. I love Walking Dead for it because it makes you think really fast. Like, what do I want to do? Yeah. You got to under pressure, man. Well, you're not really under pressure as a, a, a school girl, really. You obviously haven't been a school girl. <laughs> Hopefully, soon you're not. <laughs> you don't know the pressure. <laughs> I'll ask. I'll ask you for more impressions on that later, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> But it was fun to stream it, actually, and I had a lot of good responses. And I, I must be, I did didn't take it seriously, especially some bits where, uh, uh, you walk into a room and a blue bird hits the window. So I started shouting out the fact that Bluey, no, no Bluey. So I one time opened the window so the blue bird could fly in, and then I started talking about Bluey being amazing, and I wonder what he was doing. Uh, and someone was eating a muffin, and I said that I wanted that muffin, and that I was going to steal it. I spent the whole po- the whole stream just taking the piss out of the fact that I wanted that muffin. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do recommend it, and hopefully, I'm hoping going to pester someone for some stuff to give away, maybe in the future. Who knows? Um, so yeah, life is strange. That's pretty much all our reviews right now. Um, which was, to be honest, quite a lot of reviews, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. I'm- so I want to start wrapping this up soon in a way, but I want to ask quickly, what's everyone been playing? Gary, what have you been playing this week? Me, I have been playing Shadow Warrior, which I bought for $6 on PSN. Nice. Uh, that, that is a fun game. That is old school, just kill everything, first person action game. And I love it. Like I need a game like that just to kind of lay low from the stressful situations of other games. So it, it's fun. I'm also playing uh, Dying Light, which is also really fun, especially drop-kicking zombies off rooftops. Never gets old. Never gets old. Never I love drop-kicking zombies. It's the best. <laughs> Every zombie I see, I got to drop-kick it at some point. But um, uh, it, it is a fun game. Uh, I... I do have a couple issues with it, like such as the no fast travel kind of pisses me off. And uh, some of the combat mechanics are a little wonky to me. But other than that, I think it's a fantastic game. It's definitely better than Dead Island. Um, so still playing. It's a long game from what everybody yeah. else is. Oh, yes. I'm at, I'm at nearly 40 hours playtime now, and I'm at 70% barely. Okay. Wow. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, that game is huge. There's a lot to do in that game, but and uh, I also played a little Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, I haven't played that in a few days though, so I need to get back to my grinding. By the way, there's going to be a live letter either t- uh, tomorrow, I think, Gary. Oh, sweet! More yeah. stuff for me to do that I won't have time to do. They're going to announce Gold Saucer for February tenth. I heard. Great! I'm going to fall behind even more now. That is awesome. So February 10th will possibly be the gold saucer. You you might have heard it here. Might, mm-hmm. I don't know yet. Um, so is that what you've been playing, Gary? 
I'm also playing a uh, Vita game. Um, I don't even know if I can talk about it, but I, I'm playing it for a review. It's actually quite fun, so uh, stay tuned for that. That sounds like the best game ever, 10 out of 10. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> any, anything else? Nope, that is it for me. Dane, have you been playing much recently? I've been playing uh, a few games. Uh, as we have been doing the podcast i've been playing shining force 2 on my playstation 3 for the sonic sega collection probably yeah. one of the best collections ever made <laughs> streets, um, of rage. streets of rage oh streets of regret is what that was uh, my, my my friend and i were playing we, we basically went on a splurge of all the old beat-em-ups and had a lot of fun, but then we hit Streets of Rage 3, and we're like, this really sucks. The music is the crappiest ever, and made me really sad because uh, Yuzo Koshiro really dropped the ball on that, uh, especially the third stage, or the second Son stage, which was a club scene, and he's a club DJ by trade, so I'm thinking this should be the greatest song ever. Nope, it was the worst. I wanted to stab <laughs> my ears out with a jagged piece of metal. Uh, it was I, horrible. I, I, on Streets of Rage 3, that game was not very good. Streets yeah. of Rage 2, greatest beat-em-up ever, hands down, in my opinion. Yep, yep. Right? No. Greatest ever. Finally, somebody agrees yes. with me on Streets of Rage being the best beat-em-up right. ever. But um, <laughs> here we go. And uh, I played that. Um, I was playing some Crusader Kings two on my computer, but my computer. I've, I've reached a point where my computer can't handle the processing of that game anymore because I've taken so much stuff that it just takes like a minute to capture places, like a literal minute of time to just be like hit peace with someone it's like oh i want peace and it's like a minute goes by of just processing time it's not fun um and then i also downloaded a game called total extreme wrestling 2013 which is a very 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 indie like one man show company made game that's like a wrestling simula simulator so it's the best way to describe it is think of football manager uh, except for wrestling. Hmm. And uh, it's not too bad. It's got a lot of flaws. It needs a lot of work. But for a one-man operation, it's not too bad. But it takes a lot of time. Holy crap. Does it take a lot of time to do to play that game and make shows and, and do stuff. But, uh, you know, I cheat, as always. I'm the Ric Flair of gaming. I always cheat. <laughs> And um, <laughs> you go, man. Uh, always got to bring that fire. But uh, to quote Eddie Guerrero, if you're not cheating, you ain't trying. So <laughs> I just I just made my own company. And the game comes with the editor built in. So it's not like the person doesn't want it. The person actually says in one of the FAQs, it's like, if you don't like something, just change it with the editor. Uh, so I just made my own little indie company and took character wrestlers I liked, gave myself a $50 million budget with more money than the WWF, and just just having fun making matches with 20 people watching. So 
but yeah, that's that's about what I've been playing recently. I mean, there's other stuff, but uh, you know, we got to wrap up soon. So, yeah, you know, Streets of Rage two, best beat 'em up ever, ever. Hey. No yeah. question. Amen. Amen. Right. And Neil, what have you been playing this week? Almost exclusively Dying Light, as I'm doing the review. Um, yeah, and I put good ton of hours and I haven't finished the story quite yet either so <laughs> so I think I'm on about 86% now so I'm getting there close to the end um yeah I've got quite a soft spot for it so far though it's yeah it's what I want in a zombie game it just it feels right and that soundtrack is just awesome on that game I just love it it's just so 80s synthy sort of menacing day of the dead style music it's ah oh, cracking and stuff I'll say no more about it because uh, obviously I've got a review coming up anyway. But yeah, so far, very, very good. Uh, uh, me, I've been playing Dying Light also. We, I got a weapon last night that has over a thousand damage. Oof. Yeah, it's a, it's a sword. Oh, the Excalibur, is that it? No, that's, Excalibur's rubbish. That's right. That was the Excalibur rubbish. The Excalibur is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to be awesome. His durability goes down to zero after you use it once. And it's only really good if you hold charge it, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so yeah, the XP Galiba is not that good. Um, uh, I'm playing Dying Light and, of course, Life is Strange today. That is what I've been playing recently. I'm, I'm at 73% of Dying Light now, I think. Um, but I've been doing. I spent. I spent so many hours just walking around, killing zombies. To be honest, and running around. Yeah. Just get distracted so easily. In that I game. don't. I don't even know how much seventy-three percent. I don't. Even, I can't remember the plot. Basically, like it takes like a, a few percent off each bit you do of a mission. Yeah. I think so. Um, but anyway, so that's what I've been playing. Um, I want to say, uh, I think we get time to wrap up. Mm. Um, so, how can they contact slash stalk you guys? Let's go with Dane first. Oh well, anyone can stalk me at uh, Dane Smith at psu.com that's d-a-n-e uh so if you have any questions any comments any hate mail any love mail just send it to me there especially for anything review related uh you can reach me at twitter uh at lasombra files l-a-s-o-m-b-r-a-f-i-l-e-s and you can also pick up my novel uh the lasombra files choice and consequence on amazon.com or .ca or .co.uk or any of the other stores for like a dollar digital. And uh, the second book should be coming out sometime this year uh, once I get it finished. And maybe I'll read the first one before I buy the next one. Because I'll yes, buy the... day one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary, what, 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 how can I stalk you? Uh, they can stalk me on Twitter at Gaglaush, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H at Twitter. Um, or you can contact me on email at Gary, that's G-A-R-R-I at P-S-U dot com. Uh, and Neil Bolt, how can I stalk you? Uh, it's uh, neil.bolt at P-S-U dot com. Or you can go the old Twitter route, and that's at Nezco, which is N-E-Z-Z-K-O. Or you can watch me be an antisocial git on PlayStation with Son of Venom, all lowercase. Ah, uh, any, has anyone, uh, by the way, friend Dane, have you got any shout-outs? Do I have any shout-outs? Is anyone uh, you want to contact say hellos? 
Oh, I would like to do a shout out to all of our fans and viewers on the interwebs and through the video scope uh, who watch the show every week. And uh, hopefully you enjoy it. And anything you like or dislike, please let us know so we can make the show better and better for you. And I'd also like to thank all of the, uh, just everyone who comes to the site. And uh, again, any comments, let us know. Because we want you to be happy with what we make. And we want to produce content that you enjoy. And Gary, any any shout-outs? Just... Same as Dane, I guess. Uh, fans and listeners, thanks for listening to us and supporting the site. And Neil, is any shout-outs for you? Uh, yeah, pretty much all that, but I'll also give a shout-out to Techland for making a game that doesn't crash after an hour. Hey, mine's crashed multiple times. <laughs> well, then I'm lucky this time. Well, this is you, man. You purposely break your game. I think you jab your console with a screwdriver. Uh, Let's go. Do it. Do it. Go on. uh, Anyway, I want to give a shout out to everyone who follows me on Twitter. I want to want to burn. Thank you. You're amazing. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Evolved Mail on Twitter. He, I mean, Twitch. He showed off our website during one of his Twitch streams. So. Um, I want to give him a shout out for that. Thank you for that. You're awesome. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Able Gamers, of course, as always. The, one of the best charities on the internet. Uh, and Chin, of course. I can't wait till I see you next month. Wink, wink. Um, uh, and a shout out to everyone that's listening. And everyone that might listen or everyone who could be listening. Um, and, of course, you can contact me at ben.shabirhall.psu.com uh, or Chili underscore UK on Twitter, or Chili on NeoGaf, or Chili on PSN, at C-H-I-L-L-E. Um, yeah, that's about all the ways you can stalk me, that I hope you will, not any other way. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's it for this week's episode of RD, I mean Unchained. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening, and thanks for being here, and I think thank, thank, I think we've got to thank everyone. And mostly, I think most importantly, we've got to thank, thank God for me. Bye, everyone.